Y'all ready to get this started? Three, two, one. Dream Home Hunter Audio. This is Dream Home Hunter Audio. The show that covers the hottest trends for the home and interior design. We interview top designers and industry experts to learn the art and science of making a house feel like a home. Learn the latest hacks to get more time so that you can live your dream life. Now, here's your host, Keith Pratt. All right. Thanks. I feel honored today. We have the president and founder of a finer touch construction out of Scottsdale, Arizona, Mr. Brad Levitt. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Keith. I'll let you describe uh, what your company does. Yeah, absolutely. So we are a custom home builder and commercial contractor. So we're a general contractor here in the Scottsdale, greater Phoenix area, and we focus primarily on new build construction, uh, both commercial and residential. And that goes, you know, anywhere from um, new custom homes to uh, on the residential side and then on the commercial side, you know, restaurants and hair salons, pet palace, you know, ground up retail, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, I have a good let people know I connected with you on LinkedIn and what one, I love construction, even though that's one reason I got into being a real estate agent, but um, you had some great, even just concepts to build and showing the finer uh, details of how the process works. And from an engineering background, I love that. And so one of the, I think it was Scott Carson architecture or architect yeah. who, uh, you showed some physical things that you guys did and it and it just started following you guys ever since then so well good i'm glad thank you yeah it's fun <laughs> we enjoy what we do so what did you do before construction you know it's funny i my I, I grew up in san diego so my father was a contractor he was an electrician actually by trade um and and my grandfather had started an electrical company so all my uncles were you know in some form of construction mm-hmm. uh so through high school i did work for my uncles as an electrician but one of the fun jobs i had actually um in uh, you know, outside of construction was working at in and out, you know, <laughs> so doing the burgers, you know, food industry, you know, mm-hmm. as you would as, as a youth. And so, um, really enjoyed learning that side of things, you know, in and out is if you're familiar with their brand, you know, they're all about people smiling and happy and mm-hmm. getting fresh food. And you kind of learn that customer service and to be happy and positive. Right. So that's exactly, I, I don't believe I would have my ability to deal with people like I do if I didn't have my background in the, in the food service industry. It's right? just a, you learn problem solving and you learn, learn just to, just to be able to handle and, and build people quite, quite a bit. So. And you know what? People can be really tough. And, and what's interesting, and if you're in any customer service industry, you know, whether you're a mechanic or contractor in the food service, you know, you have to learn how to resolve concerns and issues, you know, mm-hmm. incorrect orders and, and, and be a problem solver. And so I, I totally agree. Coming from that background, you can't make everyone happy and you have to do your best. And, and uh, it just sets you up for, um, you know, good communication skills moving forward. Exactly. How did that uh, transition into construction? You know, so going back to that, I, through high school, I'd work as an electrician and we'd work on these amazing homes. My uncles, we'd have uh, projects in Coronado and Rancho Santa Fe and La Jolla and these amazing beach communities um, there throughout Southern California. And I, I realized at a young age, you know, I was the grunt. I was the youngest cousin. So <laughs> I was the one stuck going under the house and in the attic, especially on remodels. And, um, you know, I, I saw the superintendent that would, you know, each day have direction for us on what we need to do. And I was like, I want to be that guy. I want to be right. the guy telling me what to do. Right. So, <laughs> so that led me to the pursuit. I, I actually went to school. I graduated construction management and then um, always had a passion, you know, for high-end construction and, you know, I'm sure we'll get into it, but that led me to Phoenix through my first position and, and so on. 
And uh, then how did that get into doing like dream home design build work? Yeah, that's a great question. So I always wanted to get into high-end residential as I alluded to, but one of the challenges, it's like anything in life, you need experience, right? You can't mm -hmm. just jump and start doing high-end custom, <laughs> you know, without experience. So I, I worked for a production builder and for a year and it's great experience because I really understood, you know, the challenge of uh, managing a lot of people and building tight timelines with a lot of homes on my plate, you know, because these are entry-level homes for most mm -hmm. people. Uh, worked there for a year, which allowed me an opportunity to interview for a position for a firm in Scottsdale that was under construct or had been contracted to build the Omni Mono Lucia. And the Mono Lucia is a resort in Paradise Valley. It's a $300 million resort mm -hmm. and hotel. And part of the hotel has, you know, the hotel property has the pools and the guest rooms and the wedding chapel and all these fun venues. But then there's also 34 custom homes. There's 34 people that live at the hotel full time. Wow. Wow. Which is really cool. Yeah. And so the position opened up and I'd always been taught, you know, chase experience, not money. And the, the pay wasn't tremendous, but the opportunity was. And so I jumped on that and that really, you know, three years working at that hotel resort gave me the experience um, and, and just a lot of networking opportunity to really understand commercial residential at a very, very high level. Fantastic. And I, I, love, like I, said, I love your finished work and I'll try to get some pictures of some of your projects that you have posted on your page as well so that people can see once I get this up as well as well. Um, and so for people who don't know like a design custom home design bill, I know it's an intricate process, but just briefly, how does a, how do you begin a project? That's a great question. So ideally in a perfect world, a homeowner such as yourself, Keith would reach out and say, okay, let's, let's get our team together. Let's get a contractor we can trust and that we, believe in let's get an architect and a designer right you get that team together mm -hmm. and, and then really if you have a great team it really makes the process very um efficient uh, budget friendly and less stressful on the client right <laughs> and, and and really the key is you know in phoenix the way we work is most of our homes are scattered lot which means a homeowner would purchase the dirt they'd purchase the property and then they would hire our team to build their dream home and so the, the day one, you know, we look at entitlements and we look at the property and easements and we try to understand what are the restrictions of the property. Mm -hmm. So that way we can understand where the home can be built and what size it can be built. And then from there, it's, it's pretty easy. You know, we interview the client and we understand their living and their, what they need and how many bedrooms, how do they use a dining room, a formal dining room, you know, how do they use their kitchen? And so you start asking these questions and then we come up with a floor plan. And then it starts moving, you know, you come up with that once you finalize the floor plan and you work on the exterior elevations and roof plan and design. And then once that's done, we can start working on engineering and interior finishes and the details. You know, of work. Yeah. Fantastic. All the fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> all the fun stuff. Uh, what's yeah. a common myth that people would have about your industry? You know, that's a great question. And I, I would say that it may not even be a myth. There may be a lot of truth to this mm -hmm. is that a lot of, people by the end of it say, I hate my contractor. You know, this has been the worst experience, you know, don't build. It's like exhausting. And, <laughs> and so I would say in some cases that that does happen, but, but the way around that is, is what I alluded to. I think if you hire people that are passionate um, and, and keep in mind that when you're interviewing a builder or an architect, you know, it, it's almost as if you're married to him for a year and a half, two years. Right. right so, right. so find someone that you can get along with. And if you can build that team, and have that synergy together and that relationship and open communication, you know, it'll, it'll change that myth and falsity that's out there about 
you know, that I'm going to hate my builder, you know, or <laughs> it's going to be so stressful on my marriage or on, my, on me personally. Right. So yeah. Kind of, so I kind think, of be preemptive. It feels like you can kind of take care of a lot of those, do your research and you can, you can get a relationship yeah. with someone. So solve a lot First, of those problems to begin with. Absolutely. And I'll say the funny thing, there's a video on our website actually uh, uh, that we had a client do. And they said, you know, AFT saves marriages one, one house at a time. Right. <laughs> and so that's our goal, right. That at the end of it, that it was a very streamless, you know, very streamlined stressless project for our client. If uh, we always come into challenges when we do any type of line of work, but especially in, in, in real estate, what is a project that maybe started off, didn't go as planned and how did you overcome those obstacles to make it a success? No, that's a great question. And I will say that it seems to be every project. <laughs> I, mean, I, I wish I could, um, you know, sometimes from afar, we make it look as if, you know, everything's perfect and, mm -hmm. you know, social media tends to do that, but the reality is, <laughs> there's is always something. Very, yeah, there's always something. It's a tough <laughs> industry. I mean, you're dealing with, um, a lot of labor, you're dealing mm -hmm. with handcrafted people and, and not all of them are great communicators and organized and efficient right. and show up. And so, um, but I'll give you a, a good, a specific example. So we had a, a signature project in Scottsdale and it was in a signature community and it was our first project in this community, which is where we wanted to build. And we had an issue where unbeknownst to us, the trust company and the framer made alterations to the plans. Mm -hmm. So they're like, uh, you know, we don't really like how this looks and this is going to be easier if we do it this way. And so they made some changes mm -hmm. and didn't tell anyone. They didn't tell us as the builder, they didn't tell the architect. So we begin framing, you know, we frame the second floor, we set the trusses by the crane and we get our surveyor out. Uh, and in Scottsdale, they're very adamant that we have a height limit. So our building can only be 30 feet off finished floor. Right. Okay. And the house was 33 feet. It was three feet too high. Yeah. <laughs> and so here we are, we do the survey and we're like, we're at 33 feet. Well, okay. Before we rebuild this house, here's this major issue. Let's go to the city. So we go to the city and see if we can get a variance. And of course they say no. So <laughs> try every, we tried every avenue possible. They said no. And so we have to go back. And now, now's why the client has to hire a good builder, right? That we don't just put it on the owner. Mm -hmm. Now it's up to us to resolve this. And so we had to go back with our engineering and architect and framer and trust company and this essentially redesigned this project, which we did. And we ended up taking the trusses off, rebuilt that second floor, reinstalled new trusses and finished the project. And unfortunately it only set us um, behind four weeks. Um, nice. and, and our client was patient. And, and through that, I think the biggest thing is communication. You know, we're open with our client. We let them know exactly what was happening, why it happened and that we're here to resolve it. And, and, and I think that's key to any problem you deal with in construction. That's a great story. I love that. And it's probably kind of like trying to pick your favorite song or favorite child, but do you have any uh, favorite recently completed or upcoming projects you'd like to talk about? Yeah, actually, that's a great question. So we have um, a very exciting project. We have two that I'll, that I'll speak about. So, uh, you know, our company, we've, we've continued to evolve over the years where our goal is to become you know, more efficient and better builders and also build homes that are more sustainable and energy efficient. Right. And so, uh, we're very fortunate to have been awarded a net zero home or a passive home. And what that means is we're going to be building a home in Scottsdale. It's actually in Cape Creek and it is truly going to be off the grid. So the home is self-sustaining. So we're going to be using a lot of materials that um, will stand the test of time that don't use a lot of natural resources. And then in addition with solar power and solar water heaters and 
the technology we're using with quad plays, four pane windows and ICF construction and, you know, SIP trust system and all these, I say complicated, but all these little nuances to it. Um, the home wash should be a net zero home, which means it will only use the energy it can provide. That's awesome. Fantastic. So, yeah, it's super cool. And then outside of that, that's a little different. We have another project that we're kicking off here. Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun. This is one of those trophy homes you get to do every once in a while. And, you know, it's going to be this amazing 20,000 square foot house. It has, uh, you know, a separate tennis court, like full size regulation tennis court. It has a, a, a separate um, indoor basketball and volleyball and trampoline barn. Wow. I know it has the, the pool system has a lazy river with the pool. So it's just, all these little fun elements. It's almost like a little resort for, for our clients that entertain a lot. So, uh, so that will be to, fun. Uh, I look forward to seeing the progress pictures on those. Yeah, you'll that. love that one. <laughs> Second last question. What does home mean to you? That's a great question. So for us, I would say home means comfort, right? It means um, a, a, a peaceful place. And we'll have people reach out and they're like, Hey Brad, you know, you do these big homes and, and that's not always the case. You know, we build a lot of homes that are smaller in scale. You know, I mentioned at 20,000, but we've done homes at 1,500, right, and square feet. And what I've found is for clients, you know, the definition of home, it doesn't matter the size or the upgrades or the details. It's, is it a sanctuary, right? Is it a safeguard? Is it a place where they can um, come home, they can meditate, they can have downtime, and they can re-energize, you know, for their lifestyle. Some of them want an at-home gym or an at-home office, and some of them, don't and so we just want to cater that home to be very personal to them fantastic and i always like to finish with the food question because i come from the food service industry so what's the first place that you want to go eat once the time and distancing allows it well there's a lot of places so i'm a foodie so <laughs> I, I will say there's a great steakhouse here uh steak 44 yes i give them a plug and so you know they have exceptional service exceptional food uh one of those rare places you go to maybe once every six months or once a year for a special occasion but uh I think having that my wife and I can't go out for dinner, we're definitely going to have to uh, go there once it all opens again. Fantastic. All right. Thanks again, Brad, for taking a few minutes to talk with me. And I'll get some links in the description to uh, your site and also the company. Awesome. Thanks, Keith. Really appreciate it. All right. Have a great day. Join us each week on Dream Home Hunter Audio. If you have any questions about buying or selling your home, give us a little time so we can save you a lot of time. Contact us at keithpratt.co or call Keith at 405-320-9776. You all won't forget about us now, will you? And remember to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss an episode. Dream Home Hunter Audio, a Keith Pratt collaborative.